Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Writers, welcome to episode number 18 of How Do You Write? Today we are talking to the absolutely delightful Julia Scott, who I know through the knitting world, and she's also a fantastic writer, and you are going to really enjoy the interview with her. Stay tuned for that. Uh, What's going on in my world? I turned in my book yesterday, Um, and I just, I'm going to brag for one minute. Just allow me if you don't mind. Um, So a writer is assigned a date. My date was October 3rd. That was the day my book was due. And somehow, you know, six months after you're assigned that date, I managed to turn in an 80,000 word book on the day using the entire day to finish up what I'm doing in the book. I had to really write the ending because I never know what the ending is until I get there. Um, But just the fact that we are able to do that, that the math works out, that uh, I think I've only ever asked for an extension once or twice and it was for a week or two at a time and they were for big extenuating circumstances like, you know, um, family sickness and stuff like that. Um, but, But I'm proud of myself that I can aim for that date and hit it. Uh, Of course, I would like to hit it a couple weeks extra uh, earlier um, just so I could have some time to clean it up, but I never do that. No one ever does that. I think I did it once and I am not that person anymore. Um, Nowadays, I finish the book, clean it up, I push it out of Scrivener into Word and I scan it. I go through, I take out all the asterisks and and questions I'd been asking myself, make sure it all flows. I hit send to my editor at Random House Australia, and then I go, holy crap, what did I just send her? That's the worst book that's ever been written. And of course, it had been fine just a few minutes before. Um, So now the worst book in the world is winging its way to Australia. She's actually already got it, and she's probably already reading it, because she's one of those editors that is done four days later. So the nice thing is, is that this is basically a first draft. I call my, I call my first draft the zero draft, and then I revise it and get it to the first draft that I sent to my editor. Um, Luckily, she gets to do her job. (laughs) She, job security for her. She will uh, email me back in a few weeks and tell me all the things that are broken with it. And um, the fun thing is, is that she trusts me enough to fix them, which I think is an excellent editor-writer relationship, if you can get it. Um, she says, this is broken, fix it. If I need help, I can go to her and ask for more, but um, it's really nice when somebody points out the broken bits, and then you as the artist can figure out how to fix it organically, the way that your brain wants to fix it, um, which guarantees that the reader stays with your voice, which is why they're with you anyway, right? So um, that is exciting. I'm glad that that is off my plate. Now I'm going to leap into another romance, um, completely self-published, starting on uh, Monday. So next week I'll start writing that. And after that, I'm diving into the thriller. But I'm going to do it. This is a shorter romance that I'm doing, like a novella for the Ballard Brothers series. And um, in other news, I forgot to tell you guys, I think that Lala got a job. So 
She started yesterday. She loves it. The people are awesome. And the really exciting thing about that is that um, purely selfishly, I get to keep this job. I was planning on it anyway, but um, we can kind of take a breath. You know, we have benefits again and insurance and a 401k being built and and all of that. So boy, howdy, that feels good. It just all kind of um, worked out, and I kind of thought it would. Usually, I am a panicker. You may have heard. I did not panic this time very much. I panicked a little bit. But I just knew it would be okay, and and she's really liking this job, so that's super, super cool. And then this afternoon, I'm going to go meet a friend of mine at the Museum of Modern Art in San Francisco, and we're going to look at a little art and then sit in the cafe and do a little writing. So that is going to be phenomenal. I'm just really enjoying today, the day after the book is turned in. I think I might get a pedicure. And uh, tonight we're going to see Patty Smith at City Arts and Lectures. So I got nothing to complain about. Um, I hope that you have nothing to complain about and that if you do, you complain in a beautiful lyrical way or if your voice is angry and punchy, then you complain that way. Um, just get your words out, get them on the page. I know you can do it. Enjoy this interview with Julia. She's truly awesome. Well, welcome to How Do You Write? I am so pleased to be here with Julia Scott today. Hi, Julia. Hi. Yay, I'm so happy you're here. Julia is a a fellow knitting feminist, so I'm very excited to talk to her. And a little bio, Julia Scott is a journalist and writer. She's published two nonfiction books in Swedish called Body Panic and Shut Up, I'm Counting. She also produces podcasts about knitting and romance literature and is working on a novel or two. Welcome, Julia. Thank you. It's so nice to talk to you. All the way over in Sweden. Right, right. <laughs> we have computers and internet here too. Yes, you do, and they're they're actually probably better than ours over here. Our internet is probably infamous for being horrible. Actually, it's funny. I have because uh, I live in a little cottage where we moved about two years ago. I mean, a little cottage. It's it's a small house in a suburb of Stockholm. I don't uh, unfortunately live out in the woods, but uh, <laughs> we got fiber about a year and a half ago. Before that. Um, there wasn't like cable internet or anything because the the little uh, municipality where I live was too old. Uh, so I moved from the city out and I was like, what, 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 do, you, what do you mean there's no, what, what do you mean there's no internet? What, how, how is that even a thing? But now we have fiber. So how long were you without internet? Were you? Well, well we had like, di- and well, not dial up, but like ADSL, which okay. I know probably sounds okay for Americans because that's what you're used to. That's what but... we're using. We, I'm, <laughs> when I go to Europe and the fiber is just crazy. Like right here, we have to do cable. We can't even get over the phone lines because our phone lines are too old. They can't upgrade them to where we are. So yeah, yeah. And uh, listeners, Julia is is Swedish, but she went to school in San Diego. So she has that lovely California accent. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's I, can, I can fake it if you want to. Oh yes, please. Can, can talk, you can you say something I, in a fake Swedish accent? I can talk a little bit like this, and it might sound more Swedish. <laughs> okay, that was really funny. <laughs> no, but I like super your, sexy. I, I like your real accent. <laughs> Thank you. That. Well, let's get into your writing process a little bit. Oh, I love what one of your friends said that this is like um, writer's porn this mm-hmm. particular podcast because it's de- diving deep into writer's processes. 
and very sure. intimate. Like you get to you get to hear someone talking about. So I guess it's more like meta porn. It's like talking about sex. <laughs> like exactly. Like, yes. Because you never get to hear about that unless you know someone is like Hemingway, and then you get to hear about what his process was probably totally not like at all. Yeah. But like what he wanted people to think it was. Yeah. Whenever I would go to like hear people's talks, that's that's the question I wanted asked. I still want that. I'm seeing Ann Patchett on Wednesday night and I want, I'll probably be the one to ask her about her process because I just <laughs> always want to know and I want to know about yours. So what is the best time of day for you to write and where do you write? Well, I, I was, I was talking to, to my partner. I was like, I feel like such a fraud because I, I, I write when I, when I need to write <laughs> and where there's room. But I mean, I have an office in the basement. That's where I do most of my writing, but I also do, I travel for work and sometimes I write in hotels or, you know, on trains. Actually, I've, I've almost never written in coffee shops. So it's been fun yeah. to hear that so many of your guests do that. But I think it's because I've been fortunate to have like a room where I have space to write but also I hate people so coffee shops are not great <laughs> do you find success in writing in hotel rooms for some reason when I get into a hotel room I hit stupid full stop and I just like flip through channels no it, it, it works pretty well and the only thing is that usually like you have a tiny desk and a chair mm -hmm. that doesn't quite fit underneath mm -hmm. but that's actually probably good because it means I have to get up but um so far it's it's works okay you just you go okay because also, I've had that weird luxury of have writing books that have already they're already under contract. Nice. So I'm like, I have to actually deliver this yeah. book now. So I mean, deadlines. I'm I'm the opposite of Oscar Wilde. Like I don't love the sound they make when they go whooshing by. by yeah. I love I love that they are staring me in the face <laughs> with like fangs, and I go okay, 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 okay. For me, it's like the train. I'm seeing the train get closer and closer, and the light is getting brighter, and the whistle is getting louder. Yeah, I have a I have a deadline in two And you're weeks. like pick, picking up all the words off of the train tracks. <laughs> off the train tracks. <laughs> I love that image. And how do you write? Are you a longhand gal, computer all the way? Pretty much computer all the way. Sometimes like I will map out like a story story just on paper. Mm -hmm. um, but usually I work with my computer. I, I tend to use Scrivener, which okay. I've discovered for with, when I did NaNoWriMo three years ago and oh. fell in love with. Yeah. Um, Actually, no, that's a lie. I used it before that for my first book. Um, I'm not very smart. Um, <laughs> but sometimes I'll use Word. I mean, it depends on what I'm writing. But Scrivener just for structure, for like going like this is going to go here later. And right. then you can, you can shuffle things around when you realize that th this part does not go here. And this part I'm going to keep for later, but it's not going to go in the in the story. I think I've, I've never thought about it. But I think one of the things I like best about Scrivener is that storage feature, especially when it comes to the trash. Is yeah, I move so much stuff into the trash and I just don't worry about it. I know that I could go yeah. get it later if I wanted to. Whereas with Word, I would put it somewhere in a file and I would never, ever know where it was. Cool. Yeah, and, and with, with my latest book, which is like a collection of essays, I could also go like this. This is um, an essay and it doesn't have a place yet. And yeah. I could both reorganize them and just go, okay, this is this is some sort of topic and I'm going to just write, put stuff in here. And then I could go, oh, well, now I see that there's a structure. So yeah. it's it's very handy like that. I love that. I, I um, Listeners, we were talking before we started recording, and I can't wait to read her collection of knitting essays when it comes out in English, which will have to happen. Because, yeah, um, and, and watch yours. I'll show you the cover now. Yes. It's, it's the most amazing cover. The press so also does graphic novels. Is that what you said? It's, they primarily do uh, graphic novels, comics, that sort of thing. So they had some really amazing illustrators 
um, in their Rolodex. So it's full of really nice illustrations as well. But it's called Shut Up, I'm Counting, and there's Confessions. And it's actually doing really, really well. Um, I joked that because there was um, a book that came out a couple of years ago, a Norwegian book called Firewood, that sold like 300,000 copies, which for Norway and Sweden, two pretty tiny countries, yeah. is amazing. I mean, there's 9 million of us. Swedes, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> So I've been joking, like, okay, I want it to be this year's Firewood, but then I also have to remember to explain to people that that's a book. I don't actually want it to, like, be remaindered and, and burned. <laughs> that would be sad. Can you tell us a little bit about the essays that are inside it? Well, it's a collection um, sort of about the highs and lows and the, the deeps and not too deeps of knitting. So it's like um, frustrations and yarn hoarding, but also feminism and um, labor rights and history and um, friendship and why everybody else needs to shut up and sit down. So, uh, so it's uh, it's it's kind of it's it is my confessions about being both a much better and a much worse knitter than I think I am. <laughs> and it, it is apparently full of like embarrassed and pleasurable sort of recognition humor is is the feedback <laughs> that I've been getting. It came out about uh, a month ago and it's been selling really really well, oh, which is fun. Favorite kind of thing to read, and I am not going to learn Swedish for it. So. It must I, come I, out in English. I respect that. No, but and I mean, it's that's amazing feedback for a writer. And it's so different yeah. to my last book, which was much, much heavier, is when people go like, I had to make an effort not to laugh too much on the bus or like I was laughing on the train. Or I was reading it to my partner and he was very unappreciative and just like that. <laughs> it's It's really cool when people go, I was laughing super hard. Like, this is one of the best things I've read this, yeah. you know, this year to cheer me up. So. Oh, congratulations on that. I'm so excited about that. What is the worst writing advice you've been given over these years? I was thinking about it and I don't think I've been given like a lot of bad advice. Good. I don't think I've been given a lot, of, a lot of advice either way. I think people just go, she's beyond hope. <laughs> I, think, I think the worst writing advice that people give themselves is like, is wait, like wait for the right time or the yeah. right story or the right idea. Like you have to wait for you know, when you suddenly have that beach cottage and all this time and like, it's, it's not, it's not going to come. You, you don't, you shouldn't wait for the right time because it's not, it's not going to come. I'm, I'm of the theory that we all have the most time we're ever going to have right now. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're waiting to have more free time, you will not ever, ever, ever find that. Yeah. So just do it. And, and if, you, if you do, you're not going to have the practice of writing. So yeah. yeah. What secret writing tip of awesomeness did you discover the hard way? Um, better out than in. <laughs> Explain. Like, like butt in seat, yeah. just get it on the page or on the screen um, because you can't edit what's not there. You yeah. can, I know you love editing I and do. revising. I love revision. But, but you can't, and it's that whole thing like you only regret the thing you didn't do. And I think it's the same way. Like if you just sit down and just like puke it out, yeah. then you, either it's going to be great right away, probably not. But like you, you can have something there and it, it can't, it's like Schrodinger's book. It, it can't be good <laughs> or bad until it's actually there, you know? So that's just like out, just sit down, do it. Um, I've, I like the, the Pomodoro method, you know, mm -hmm. set a timer for 20 minutes, put my headphones on, play. Uh, I like Soma FM as a free online radio oh. and they have weird like, like too, yeah. So they have like just drone zone. It's just like no lyrics, just and I turn it down, but yeah. I have noise canceling headphones and then I just write for 20 minutes. My fingers can't stop. Oh. And then I take a break. Um, and in that time, it can be crap. It can be OK. It can be a seed to something. But suddenly you have something and you didn't before. Yeah. So better do, out than in, I think. Do you ever write sentences to yourself while you're writing? Like I, I end up when I do that 
thing where you have to keep your fingers moving. I get a lot of sentences that say, what the hell are you doing, Rachel? Am I the only one? No, no. Well, <laughs> you're probably not the only one. Uh, I do sometimes, you know, you go, blah, blah, blah. Here there will be a very clever sentence that explains <laughs> the thing very well. But that's still something because then you have like you have the structure. Yes. You know, like, OK, I, I, my, I don't have it in me to brain this right now, but I know what sort of needs to go here. And you didn't before. You know, the other thing is um, talk to other people about what you're writing. And I mean, uh, out loud, literally. Yeah. Email is great. Chat is great. But talking about things is when you suddenly understand the thing that you didn't before. And mm -hmm. when you hear like the things that you didn't know you've thought or that needed to go there or you go okay now that I'm saying it out loud maybe not so much <laughs> most things I think uh like the same read read things out loud um yeah. print them out see them in a different way um one one thing that actually is that I didn't learn the hard way but that I had a great writing teacher who was like um get like either act things out or get like Lego puppets or something, because then you will discover that this sex scene suddenly has too many arms, <laughs> or this fight is, like, not, like, no, that's not how, you know, just, like, figure out, just map out either the room or the fight or the sex scene, whatever it is. Don't assume that you know what's going on, because you will suddenly have an extra hand somewhere. I am going to get some Barbie dolls and just do you that. You really, really should. That is, because Barbie dolls come with the right amount of arms, arms and legs. Yeah. It was actually one of my favorite stories about that sort of thing was um, a romance writer whose editor was like, so she's probably not going to stroke his chest when you've just pointed out that her hands are tied to the bed. <laughs> so, no. See her fingers bending and trying to reach. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, just like, because you, you can have the picture so clear in your mind of what's going on. And then when you ask your partner or your friend to be like, could you just help me out for a second here? And you go okay, no, that's actually not possible. <laughs> I have acted out fight scenes in the um, dining room with my wife. Just like, could you sit here and I'm going to pretend to punch you here? Where does your body go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so, yeah. So just like say things out loud, do things out loud, print them out to see them in a new way. That's really, really, really good advice. I need to do more of that. And how do you refill the creative well when you're running dry? <sighs> This was another way I was like, I'm not a real writer. I, yes, I either, I either, either I go like, I, I am the worst and I will never do anything again. Or I lie in bed and whine or I just <laughs> do it anyway. Like, cause, I think that means you are a real writer. I, think I know, right? The proof. But, but and I think for, for me, it's not so often the creative well. It's just like the give a fuck well. Yeah. You no, know, like I can still feel the, the stuff, but I'm just like, eh. And I think that's usually a cue to just do something else, like take a walk, watch yeah. a movie, read a book, read lots of books. But that's more, I think, to keep the well fresh just yeah. every day, like just check the water, do the I thing. Like that. Oh, I, I don't know about wells, but you do something to make sure they're not like gone. <laughs> they're going to poison you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. On really bad days, what other profession do you wish you had? Well, I, I also I'm a I'm a potter. I make pottery. Oh, so mug i make tentacle mugs and <gasps> yarn bowls and stuff i'll show you so, i love um, that but that is fairly similar to writing mm -hmm. in that it is a lot of work for not enough money or appreciation so that would probably be a bad <laughs> you should bad probably idea. throw poetry in there and then you've got all your bases covered or or just like a knitter for money yes so. yes yeah 
I don't know, like, I sometimes I want to be like a lighthouse keeper, just oh. somewhere, mm-hmm. like, just out in the middle of nowhere, or just like sit and like on the on the moors, and just be like, I have to flip this switch every twenty four hours, <laughs> and then I then I don't. So <laughs> that's my job. There's a um, there's some drawbridges close to where I live, and uh, there are drawbridge keepers, and they live in right? a little house at the top of the drawbridge, and. On Saturdays, they lift the bridge twice, you know, and then put it down, and that's it. And I happen to know that both of the ones are who live there are flaming alcoholics because there is nothing else for them to do. But if a writer were there, that's the way it goes. Except that's a profession you would not let me have on that bad day that I was dreaming of. So I, w- I would I would knit and make pots and turn on the light in the lighthouse. <laughs> I love that. Okay, thank you. That's perfect. And can you give us a quick craft tip of any sort? Damn it, I already blew it and the print things out. But I think that is it. Again, like just um, change the way you look at your words. Again, like print them out, change the font, I've heard say of them out loud. I, 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 the, the font thing doesn't work for me, but I know everybody's different. But like either, you know, print it out or set it in a different size or again, like read it out. Because that's when also you go, okay, I can't say this and like keep a straight face or feel good about myself. So that probably says something or you'll, you'll find like, okay, I need, I do need a period here or I need to drop these 18,000 parentheses or whatever it is your ticks are, you'll suddenly see them. Yeah. So I I think that's it. Just like find a different way to look at your words every now and then, even when you think even when you think you've gotten rid of all your tics, you haven't. You haven't. That's the that's the terrible thing. For me, it's the repeated words. I'll use the word chair 17 times in four sentences and not notice it I just, until I hear it read out loud or until my editor says, what the hell's your problem? <laughs> but... Yeah, and then you can also keep it the eight times that you do need it in there to get the rhythm and the feeling that you want. Right. Because that's, that's also like to let yourself make sort of the mistakes supposedly of like well this isn't this isn't correct or this isn't but you go okay no but i want it but when you see it and you can remove those other nine chairs then you're good exactly and what would you like to plug i'm not picturing 17 actual chairs (laughs) in the living room in your story it's It's a very it's a very small room and there's a lot of chairs (laughs) Um, Uh, what would you like to tell us about right now um you've already told us a little bit about your books where can we find you online Online, I am Julia Scott, pretty much everywhere, with a K. It's actually a um, a Swedish military name. So it means a shot, like a shot fired. Oh. It was the army, and there were too many Svensons and Nilsons. So they were given military names during their service, like shot. And there's actually, you can be shot or miss, which is hilarious. <gasps> um, or like sword and lance and stuff. And then a lot of people kept those names when they came out of the army, because there were a lot of Svensons and Nilsons. <laughs> And there are villages as well. So, and it's it's super punnable, which I like because I like puns. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm Julia Scott, pretty much everywhere on the internet. Um, and the things that I want to plug are not really for most of your listeners, probably not that <laughs> not that accessible. Well, but... men- mention a couple because I'm sure there will be a couple of Swedish listeners. And you have a romance podcast you were telling me about, right? Yep. yep, I have a romance podcast called Romance Podden, the romance podcast. And Rett Avit is a knitting podcast, which is a pun because it either means um, knit pearl or a little bit off, like a little <laughs> bit or a little bit cranky. Um, so there's that and both books. And yeah, just trying to make stuff happen. Awesome. Um, I'm actually 
going to see about trying to self-publish some romance novels because I'm going back to freelancing in a month or two. So I'm going to see about finishing my, my knit lit because I do actually Yay! have yarn store lit coming up with some sex in it and awesome. it's going to be in English. So I'll let you know. There are listeners who will want to know that and I will um, get back <laughs> to me when that's all up or, or contact me. We'll put it into the link so people can go find that too. Absolutely. So, thank you so much for being with me today, Julia. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it and how delightful you are. Uh, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of how do you write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. Mm -hmm.